Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer for Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the commodity markets by my colleague Jason Durden, our Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management. Jason, um, as always, we'll start off with prices. If you think prices are horrendous here in the UK, they certainly are. Uh, Spare a thought for our continental neighbours. The power and gas prices are even worse there at the moment. Uh, What's your your thought on the differential that's opening up and what, what does this mean? Well, Jeremy, we're seeing, uh, I mean, there's a difference between summer and winter, but as we sort of progress through uh, the peak uh, last two remaining summer months, we're seeing a you know, 25% uh, advantage on MBP uh, as against TTF forwards for, uh, uh, for September. You know, that is a significant number and maybe... We do see that uh, that that basis changes for the for the winter at the moment, but um, you know we would expect that to signal that um, you know European businesses would rather uh, operate in the UK that, than manufacture in Europe at uh, at this moment in time. Obviously, the dynamic will will change as we move into winter and the UK becomes uh, you know less of a exporter and more of an importer, but. Um, you know, big differentials there. And if we see, you know, LNG continuing to come into the UK, it has slowed down recently, but uh, the Asian appetite does seem to be quite uh, curtailed at uh, these volumes. Only Japan was showing any real um, resilience uh, this year. The other four major importers, South Korea, China and uh, India, are double digits down on last year's imports for, for LNG. So, Assuming we get some gas, there could be a scenario this winter where the UK is not the most expensive and uh, is actually trading at a discount to uh, to Europe. I mean, quite a lot to sort of develop to see that happen, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility in a market that, well, is fundamentally broken because there's nothing to stop it going up at the moment. You know, there is a reluctance to trade, there is tiny volumes, there are no power uh, generators really looking to sell into the market you can go two or three days without trying to trade uh, without without seeing any visible trade even the voice market which is uh, obscure to those of us at uh, the um, end user level seems to be very 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 tight and restricted at the moment and it's uh, it's a market barely alive fairly barely fit for purpose i think well, that's worrying news. I suppose there's a crumb of comfort for UK consumers that things are you know, not quite as bad price-wise as they are elsewhere in Europe at the moment. Well, we shouldn't forget the premium being paid uh, for power and gas is still high uh, internationally. Although I suppose, there's, again, there's, a, there's, a, there's some comfort in, in being a net exporter of power and gas at the moment, at least, uh, during the summer period. It's, it's quite unusual to see both commodities flowing out at such a rate from the UK, isn't it? And I suppose this is adding to the UK's carbon footprint because we're burning gas here to generate power to transport into continental markets. And that's quite unusual for us, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, carbon footprints are going to be pretty horrendous across Europe in uh, 22, 23. You know, and I think it's not really being talked about because it's the elephant in the room. But uh, we've got uh, the German nuclear policy, famously, the French nuclear concerns and the UK deciding to shut down one of its most prolific or not extend one of its most prolific nuclear power stations 
as of yesterday just seems to me to be slightly strange. At the same time, the UK government releases the non-compliant coal plant that still exists, peaking plant, from its uh, obligations under the um, hours-related usage until October 24 in a bid to put supply. So you're taking off 500 megawatts plus of uh, reliable nuclear at a time where you're encouraging people to burn more you know, non-flu scrubbed, non-compliant coal because you're very worried about the winter. And we've seen that in Germany with their nuclear policy. And obviously the French problem with nuclear is is not necessarily policy related, but we just seem to be uh, completely upside down at the moment, I think. Unfortunately, I, I feel you're right. And uh, in the meantime, we're, we're left, you know, praying for lots of lots of wind here and elsewhere in Europe and moderate weather to help us get through without even further problems. And of course, it's not just the consumer uh, that's suffering domestically or, or in business, but suppliers as well. And what's the consequence of this been for suppliers and, and you know, availability of offers for business users in, in the market? We're seeing major suppliers regularly stepping back from the market at the moment in terms of end use. And um, what does that mean? That means that, you know, I, I won't name anybody here, but we know two uh, major household names are, are not issuing prices this week or, or haven't done thus far, but didn't yesterday and uh, aren't expected to today. We've seen that across a number of suppliers over the last few months where they feel they need to take stock. We've also got uh, Bloomberg reporting that um, Centrica's British gas business will withdraw from the mid and large end markets. Obviously, that is a report that's not been confirmed by Centrica or British Gas Business. But um, if they were to remove themselves from the sort of 10 gigawatt plus and uh, 1 million therm 30 gig plus gas market, you know, they're not massively prolific in those areas anymore. And I think they've they've struggled a little bit um, with that offering over the last few years. But uh, It would be a big signal, you know, at a time where people are struggling for choice in the supply market and also are reluctant to use anybody other than the big major established names. um, If it comes to fruition, it won't be a surprise, I don't think, but it will be another nail in the coffin for, you know, the retail energy market, really. Indeed. I mean, one should acknowledge that there's nothing wrong with specialisation and just because someone's a big player in in one part of the retail market doesn't necessarily mean that they should have a presence in, for example, the large industrial sector. But, you know, speaking of those large industrial users, they've got a really tough time coming ahead of them. And in fact, a a tough time at present for for a number. Prices already started to, to feed through. We've seen reduction in industrial production in the UK and elsewhere in Europe already in response to high prices and that's you know that's set to get worse isn't it as the the winter goes ahead so you know this must be a risk for suppliers too the both volume risk and presumably credit risk as well because not all of these businesses are likely to get through uh, the current situation without some government support i would imagine no jeremy it's default risk the elephant in the room seems to be that uh, because we are high summer And I suppose because of the way the Europeans have set out their demands for ever more ambitious storage levels for gas, which at this time 
uh, at this stage is still performing solidly, even with the, uh, the the significant dip in Russian supplies. But you know, it's that time of year where we've got the October round, the Q4 contract round for the UK really skewing the market. We've got Europeans uh, bidding to the moon and back for gas um, to get it into storage. Um, and we've got a complete policy vacuum until they all come back off their holidays in September. But I think the, the, the thing that's not being talked about is that realistically at uh, 205 euros for front month gas, which is for those of us that talk in, in Imperial, that's uh, about five euros a therm, right? At five euros a therm, there isn't a large energy user that is, if it's exposed to that at face value, is going to operate this winter and i don't I, it's the elephant in the room no one's talking about it now there are a lot of businesses that are well hedged and if they're buying a small amount at these numbers it won't be the end of the world but for very large users and users where they typically don't hedge because they are selling a product that is you know very sensitive to that it's either going to be huge amounts of state aid this winter to keep the essential businesses going or anybody commercial i mean you know you can forget nine and ten percent inflation it's more like 30 percent at these numbers and there's nothing it doesn't touch now that might seem a little bit you know the world is falling in but actually five euros a therm for 182 days is not going to be uh, an appetite that anybody will have for paying gas people i think we're already having conversations with businesses where you know they are saying we'll operate on the days or weeks where the spot is favorable and we won't for other times and and you know we'll actually do some serious load shedding i mean it's got massive implications for the european economy this winter but you know it's the elephant in the room god forbid anybody talks about it well, I think you're right about that. And the timing is unfortunate in the UK, of course, with a, a change in the Conservative leadership and then therefore Prime Minister uh, imminent, but that process not yet complete for some weeks. Maybe the new person coming in may have a stronger grasp of energy security concerns than their predecessor. But by the beginning of September, there's not that much you can do for the winter ahead. And with that in mind, I wonder what your thoughts are. We've just seen um, a recent report from National Grid uh, electricity system operator looking at what margins might be for the coming winter, making some rather optimistic assumptions, I would say. It'd be interesting to know your view about whether power is going to flow from continental Europe into the UK uh, when it when it's needed and that depends on power prices being higher here than than there which would be uncomfortable and at the moment the power prices are higher on the other side of the link so what's your reading of the situation so uh, the capacity is there and you know you would expect uh, the, the very fact that a summary has been issued by national grid on the power is kind of gently pointing out a few things that that cannot speak thy name as it's as they say but uh, i think what immediately market watchers will look at is they'll go well yeah okay you're assuming that this much is going to come across interconnectors for that to happen it has to be financially uh, advantageous in other words it has to be higher priced and it assumes that there isn't a uh, restrictions in the market that would export we've seen before where uh, you know you, you can't export power under certain license conditions under certain you know gas or power emergencies and we saw only very recently during the uh, the uncomfortably hot couple of days that we had uh, in July 
that uh, I think the grid or, or the uh, electricity system operator was seen as buying capacity back at Nemo at nearly £10,000 a megawatt hour to stop uh, exporting power during uh, a very tight uh, capacity margin period. It may be available, but that doesn't tell you that it will be affordable. Uh, and, you know, that is, I think, the, the trick that everybody misses, of course. So that, there's there's the headline to summarise today's discussion. It might be available, but only at a price you can't afford, which sounds to me a bit like being unavailable. Uh, thank you, Jason, for explaining that. Sometimes in our discussions, we've concluded it's a you know glass half empty, glass half full view. We can take 50-50 either way. I have to say, from what I've heard from you today, both on security supply and pricing, you know we're, we're definitely in a glass half empty world and uh, uh, there are grounds for being very concerned about what's what's down the down the road in the months ahead but thank you for explaining it the best thing we can do is at least be aware of the situation if you'd like to find out more do visit our website alphaenergygroup.com forward slash uk and have a look at our reports there and do listen out for a podcast again from us soon